0: Yeah, uh, we are live as a motherfucker. How's it going? It's, uh, it's just me this week. Jim is away on holiday. He's in Egypt. Um, he's having a little break from the bed set because um, uh, he finds life difficult sometimes. And so uh, he allows himself uh, occasionally to go over you know, to Northern Africa or somewhere like that and just unwind um by doing things that he doesn't normally do um in the UK like eating drinking lying about the place um being um being a general all-round uh, lovable scumbag um but uh we've got I've got an audio postcard uh, from him that we can uh, we can read out later um but it is just me uh today and we have video live stream. Uh, I think there's even multiple camera angles that might come up. Imagine that. Yeah, look, I've got a head-on one. Um, I've got. Uh, hopefully, it's not too jerky. Looking a little bit jerky on my phone. Uh, I'm going to take it off the Wi-Fi. Try and. Uh, but we'll do our best. We'll 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 struggle on. Um, send me any uh, any messages or questions or anything you'd like me to. Uh, you know, to address many, any, any issues you have, like with your laugh, that you might need help with. Um, you know, I can run a sort of agony aunt service, if you like, um, something along those lines. Uh, otherwise, I've got a load of um, got a load of new various news articles, which I think are going to be important to go through, mainly complete bollocks from the Metro, uh, the bastions of high-level journalism, uh, and this rather interesting-looking uh, little number from The Telegraph mapped the world according to cocaine consumption. Uh, who who would you imagine uh, consumes the most cocaine in the world? I would have thought it was England, but it's in fact not England. As you see, of course, it's Albania. I don't know uh, how many of you have ever um, bought cocaine, but uh, quite often it does come from some... Particularly tasty-looking Albanians, um, you know the sort of stuff that will make you shit through the eye of a needle within five minutes. But yeah, look, Albania highest consumption of cocaine in the world, shortly followed in a close second by Scotland. Imagine that, you rag bastards! What are you doing? Then United States, then England, Spain, Austria, Australia, Uruguay, Chile. You would think Colombia would be a lot higher up on this. In fact, it doesn't. They don't even make the top twenty, being the largest producers. Madness. I mean, look. If you have a little look at the map here, we've got oh, that's all. This. Asia. Not really into it. Funnily enough, the Middle East don't really get down. Don't really get down with the Ching. And what's that down the bottom? Is that Chile? Chile. Not really. Not a lot of love down there, Chile. Um, we've previously mapped the world according to cannabis, alcohol and cigarette consumption. Uh, here ahead of a new two-part RTV documentary on the drug presented by Chef Gordon Ramsay. We're looking at cocaine. I bet Ramsay has done a lot of bugle in his time. There's no way that you get... Deep, deep lines into your face without having done a lot of gear. Uh, yeah, Jack, Jack Hanbury saying he would have thought that Jim's bed was the uh, would have been the epicenter of cocaine use. Um, but of course, on um, his meagre salary, um, he can only afford meow meow. Um, so, certainly not a lot of decent bug goes through the bed set. Um, The map below shows the world according to prevalence of cocaine use uh, as a percentage of population. According to the most recent statistics available on the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime website, um, those countries or territories that appear in dark colours consume the most cocaine, those in lighter colours the least. Um, Yeah, middle of Africa, they're not really getting down with it. South Africa, on the other hand, are absolutely shoveling it into their little beaks. Uh, America really going in hard scandinavia not so much uh australia absolutely loving it bless them um at a glance the world's biggest per capita consumers of cocaine albania of alcohol belarus you drunken bastards loving it cigarettes montenegro interesting cannabis iceland not what i would have thought iceland being the biggest users of ganja i mean i guess there's not much to do in iceland and it's quite cold coffee finland fair enough Dark most of the time, you're going to need a lot of coffee. Tea, Paraguay, beer, Czech Republic. That does not surprise me. Wine, Andorra. Uh, Andorra is the tiny, tiny little country which is basically just a ski resort. Well, okay, fair enough. Electricity, Iceland. Okay, so they just sat in front of the three-bar fire smoking weed all day. All right, yeah, if you like. Meat, United States, uh, chocolate, Switzerland. I thought it was Germany, but okay, Switzerland. Milk, Finland, those milky. Those for all the coffee, isn't it? And Sugar, United States. No surprise there. Gordon Ramsay was inspired to film this documentary, the first part of which is as at nine tonight. After seeing the drug wreck, the drug, drug wreck the career of some of his colleagues, one protege even died of cocaine um, overdose in 2003. You've got to go some to die of a cocaine overdose. Ramsay, I saw cocaine quite early, uh, quite early on in my career. I saw cocaine. Okay. Smelt it as well, I reckon. Um... He said, I've been served it, I've been given it, I've had my hand shaken and it left in a little wrap of foil in it. Uh, I've been asked to dust cocaine on top of soufflés, to put it on icing sugar, coke, everywhere in the restaurant world. It's spiraling out of control. He's been banging on the gear for years, that boy. He's loving it. He's just out there hoofing gear and shouting at people. Come on. What are we doing? Uh, What are we doing on the live chat? Anyone Jack's in there? Uh, Give me a little, you know. Say hello. Tell me where you are. Tell me where you're listening. Tell me what you're up to, what you're drinking. Jamie and the Crabman. Crabman's here. Crabman sent me a nice thing. He was in the bookies and there was a um, a horse called Cucklington. I think it had won a race. Crabman's spending all his doll money in the bookies, desperately trying to win a better life for his uh, family, his kids. Just wants a better life for his kids, doesn't he? Bless him. What else have we got on. Um, on this Uh, next article, Google's learning software learns to write learning software. That's not terrifying at all, is it? That'll be absolutely fine. Yeah, AI's learned to write better AI. That's not the that's not the beginning of Skynet and the end of the world as we know it in any way, shape or form, is it? Yeah, great. White-collar automation has become a common buzzword uh, in debates about the growing power of computers as softwares show potential to take over the work of accountants and lawyers. Artificial intelligence researchers at Google are trying to automate the task of highly paid workers more likely to wear a hoodie than a coat and tie themselves. In a project called AutoML, Google's researchers have taught machine learning software to build machine learning software. You're going to kill everyone. You're going to kill the whole world. It's all going to spiral into control and the machines will take over. I'm having a bit of an Alex Jones moment. Uh, Google says that it's syst- that system recently scored a record 82% at categorizing images by their content. On the harder task of making the location of multiple objects in an image an important task for augmented reality and autonomous robots the auto uh, the auto generated system scored 43% that's not great the best human built system scored 39% oh, it's getting better though isn't it it's getting better it's an interesting thing about ai like okay so an ai can like judge distance and what things are for and and so on But, for example, if your AI is looking through some sort of video lens and it sees a chair, but it has to know what a chair is and what you do with a chair in order to pick it out of the things and what, you know, like a tree stump could be used as a chair, but it's not a chair. And just the amount of different things in the world that are like that, that are not necessarily used for its original thing, that then this thing has to pick up. That's going to be where, uh, I don't know, where it all starts getting a little bit wacky. But I think probably before long, they'll have, you know, built robots that can, you know, destroy us. And we'll all be dead. Um, What else have we got? Browns, you know, this is a good one. Um, Browns University free tampon program prompts cultural appropriation debate. Brilliant. Yep, you're culturally appropriating by using tampons. Um okay, both male and female students receive hygiene products through a brown university program that is now under fire. Oddly enough, that isn't the strangest part of the story. It's fairly strange though. Um don't let don't you don't want the boys to uh feel left out. The school was forced to cancel the program after it was accused accused of culturally appropriating Native Americans. The Brown Daily Herald reports that student activists uh, argued over whether the tampon tribe brand should be allowed to sponsor the tampons, which claims to be sustainably sourced, organic and a host of other eco-friendly buzzwords. The social justice warriors took issue with the the company's name. I, I can't wait for the machine overlords to to take us all I, th- I think it's, it's the only acceptable thing to happen according to the student newspaper the undergraduate council of students received complaints from indigenous and native american student activist organizations on campus who argued that tampon tribe branding was disrespectful and affected them really deeply oh boo fucking ho aside from the name tampon tribe doesn't use native american imagery as part of its marketing prefer- preferring instead to affect a birkenstock-esque aesthetic with young women the student council then voted to swap out suppliers for a less uh, contentious brand, for a less contentious brand which it used the year prior. Boxed. There are reports that the marketing rep from Tampon Tribe assured the student council that the company had Afro, uh, diasporic, and indigenous identities among its upper management. Uh, discussion to refund the money uh, brown university paid to tampon tribe is still ongoing there's a chance that the university would have wasted its money on products it can't even use thanks to the complaints of overly sensitive activists who are more concerned about the non-issue of cultural appropriation than they are about women's health good times social justice warriors well done you've now people aren't getting free tampons fantastic a round of applause just completely ridiculous Right, who's in? The, who have we got in the chat? Hamish, how you doing? Are you all right? I noticed you bought some Reebok Classics recently. That's nice. That's a nice thing to do. I almost bought some Reebok Classics recently myself. Uh, Crab Band's in there. Uh, let's know what's going on. Let's know how you are. How you doing? Um, let's know what you have for breakfast. Um, I've got a message here from Jim, from Young Jim. Um, he's a... Uh, He's in Egypt at the moment, but uh, he's he's sent in this delightful message for you all. So uh, here you go.
1: Hey there, Rankin Radio fans. This is James Pryor here, um, otherwise known as Jay Pizzle, P Master G. Wait, what's up? Okay, well I'll be two seconds. Two seconds. I'm just doing a recording of something. Yeah. Okay, it'll be two minutes. Two minutes. Okay. Sorry, just getting interrupted there. It's very rude when you're trying to do. Uh, um an audio podcast for sorry an audio recording postcard for your podcast you get interrupted by children um yeah how you doing guys um sorry i can't be there tonight obviously leaving you in the capable hands of william rankin but i thought i'd give you a bit of an update of my holiday a bit of a as i said an audio postcard of sorts um so i'm in egypt which um at the moment um It's a bit of a tourist-free zone, to be honest, because it's kind of a bit dodgy in parts. Um, Not the part I'm in, um, fortunately, Um, But yeah, certain parts are kind of war-torn at the moment. Um, Certainly my hotel's a bit (laughs) war-torn. No, I'm joking, it's very nice, actually. Um, But yeah, hardly any tourists here. Bit strange. Um, And uh, there's an awful lot of buildings around here which are kind of unfinished. It's kind of apocalyptic. It's a weird place, but um, yeah, having a great time. It's really hot. Um, I've been snorkelling in the Red Sea, which is very nice. Um, and I've been doing a lot of swimming, a lot of eating, a lot of drinking. Um, See the food is it's very nice here. There's a lot of kebabs, etc. A um, bit of a shift in the diet, which obviously it's gonna have an impact on your BULL BUSTING VISIONS! And um, yeah, so I just thought I'd update you on my bowl busters. So, left Gatwick last Thursday, um, and I was a bit nervous, because I don't really like flying that much, and so I had a BULL BUSTING VISIONS in the plane, which was quite intense and sloppy. I think we were somewhere over Croatia at the time, and um, it was a real sloppy bowl buster. Um, and I didn't think it was going to end for quite some time, so that was scary. Um, and then obviously, I have to kind of adjust the diet here. Um, it's, yeah, as I mentioned, it's quite hot as well, so it's just adjusting to that. So, my bowl busters have been kind of uh, sort of uh, what's the word different, I think, different colors, different textures, different flavors. Actually, um, certainly haven't particularly hard one as yeah i think i probably need to drink more water it's normally a sign of being um, dehydrated but yeah um, but it's been certainly it's been an interesting time for visions. Um, so i'm saying this hotel uh, which is kind of weird because we're basically it's an enormous hotel but um this is close season in um, Egypt at the moment, as I said, n- not many tourists, so we are pretty much the only people in this hotel, so it's kind of like we've got um, our own kind of waiting staff, which is very nice. They come and drink um, come and drop off beers to me um, all day long so um, I've had about nineteen beers today, which is great. Um, but one thing I 've noticed when you go on holiday um, there's always three things you can you can be assured of when you go on a sort of package holiday. Um, one is mangy cats. You can always get mangy cats. There's a, a sort of a gang of cats which don't leave me alone here. In fact, I can see them right now. It's like a family of really thin, scraggly cats who will bother you when you're eating your dinner. You can always be assured that you got your cats there. Um, number two, you can always be assured that someone's going to try and rip you off on holiday. Um, it's happened to me um, numerous occasions. Um, today I had to... Um, my girlfriend's not very well at the moment she's got a bit of a headache and I think she's got a bit of sunstroke so I went to the pharmacy for her today to pick up some drugs and um, no less than 11 people try to rip me off in some way um, on my journey to the town Um, and thirdly if you if you're in an all-inclusive hotel package holiday there's always an over-familiar waiter who thinks he's funny. In our case, it's a chap called Ashraf who's very very nice he 's very very sweet, but yeah he 's slightly overfamiliar. Um, he tried to um, come into my room earlier on to check on my girlfriend who was in bed asleep at the time because he made her a peppermint tea, so I had to forcibly remove him from the room, which is always a little bit awkward um, but yeah i 'm going to wind up this postcard now. I wish you all um, even those people who um give me jip about living in a fucking um fucking bedsit and all that kind of crap and yeah people who like slag me off and stuff all the haters basically fuck you yeah respect nah jokes love you all man um looking forward to coming back to ranking radio on monday um, but peace out love you all Bye 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 wish we were here bye Jim
0: there um really giving it to the haters really sticking it to um all those that um give him a hard time about his bed set I don't think he should be ashamed of the bed set I think he should embrace bed set life I think he should I think he should wear it as a badge of honor a bed set of honor I think he should I think we should start doing the show from the bed set um I think that um he should cough up pictures of the inside of the bed set he should or or at least at the very least he should allow an artist in there to come and do an artist's impression like one of those artists that they use in courtrooms when they're not allowed to uh have camera crews in there they come in and do a sort of nice sketch or something nice or maybe even one of those people that do this when when they there's a wanted criminal and someone describes their sketch artist, a police sketch artist would come in and, and in fact, maybe if Jim could describe the inside of the bedsit to a police sketch artist, and then they would be able to draw up a nice artistic impression of it with like the three bar fire and then the sort of the sofa bed. And um, that's pro. it would probably be it's probably a futon, I assume, because I've sadly I've never been around there. He's never invited me round. Um, and then there would be like the sort of the little Red Bull fridge where he keeps like, I guess some, like some spread and a bit of like that really thin ham, really thin. It's probably a little bit shiny now as well because it's, it's a bit out of date. Um, and then also he's, he'll have, um, that sort of, uh, little electric oven with just got a sort of little hob on the top as well that he cooks his beans on, <laughs> cooks his little, little bit of beans. Um, and yeah, I could describe all of that to sketch artists. I think that'd be really, really nice. Um, and then we'd get it printed on a t-shirt or a poster or something along those days. Um, I think, yeah, I thought that would work for me anyway. Uh, I'll tell you what these whiskey and cola uh, boys from uh, Marks and Spencers, oh, delicious! Love them. He's uh, in there? Hamish is saying, "Why does James sound like?" Um, why does James sound like he's doing an impression of himself? That's a very good point. He did sound a little bit like that. Dan Lansborough Burr Bur uh Lans- br- br- Lans- br- is, says Jim's a smug bastard, and he's not wrong. Um, Hamish, there's a tin of carling f- full of fag butts. Yeah, there's more than one of those in the bed, set. So that much I can confirm. Um, also, there's, a, there's an old ski yoghurt pot on the windowsill. That's also got fag butts in it. Um, that's fine. That's okay. Um, let's have a little look. What else have we got on... Uh, on oh, no, that's me there. What have we got here? Uh, what have we got in the Metro... The hottest new trend is camel toe underwear, and we're all over it. I bet you fucking are um one of the greatest fashion worries that every woman experiences is the fear of their vagina is the fear that their vagina isn't plump enough. well that's not true, is it? I mean, I thought the fear was of have actually your vagina was too plump and would therefore you know bulge through your leggings or you know your your slacks or whatever. Um, and people would be able to see your crease. Um, but apparently, no, they're actually worried that people can't see enough of their crease. Uh, so they've made these uh, special camel toe underwear, which is, enhances your camel toe. Um, I'm all for it, personally. Um, uh, you you might have a nice bum and boobs and brain, um, but if you don't have a bulging labia, what's the point? Yep, preach it, sister. But the good news, my flat-lipped sisters, uh, if you've uh, ever worried that your vagina isn't prominent enough through your shorts or yoga pants, then worry no more, uh, because Reddit claims to have found fake camel toe underwear being sold somewhere in Asia. That's right, underwear that looks like your pants are getting right up in your labia majora. This is good times. Shame for anyone listening on the podcast that can't actually see these pictures. Um, and, yep, they've got different skin tones, which is weird because wouldn't it be under your... Uh, under your, um... slacks? I just, it's confusing. I don't understand now. Um, uh, or now I am confused. Why would you do that? I uh, why? Why would, why would you... Why would you do that? I, I'm a bit concerned. Um... Alexander Black's in the track uh, in the chat. He says, I definitely think you should get one and support it at your next jiu-jitsu training. That's an excellent idea, actually. Uh, that would certainly confuse uh, confuse the boys as they aggressively cuddle me into submission. Um now this is a nice one. Oh no, that's probably fucked up. do not you go back in slide back in there? Good good boy. Smacking children a fine subject for discussion. Uh, if ever I uh, heard one, smacking children should be banned in the rest of the UK too. Is it only banned in England? Is it not banned in? Oh, there's no way the Scots had stopped smacking their children. I tell you that. Um, what have we got? It didn't. Do, it never did me any harm. That's the typical justification from people that don't want to see smacking banned. I mean, it, it definitely should be banned. I think. I mean, really. I think if you if you if you've got to the point whereby you are striking your own children, you've you've lost, really, haven't you? You you should you sort of admit defeat. The only thing for me personally is I I don't have any children, um, but uh, I I hope to one day if um, as long as there is no problem with my twisted beans, um, but. I would not smack my own children, but I would love to smack other people's children. I think that would be wonderful if they could make it legal to smack other people's children on public transport, in restaurants, in parks, cafes, um, in pubs. I mean, I really think like if you brought your child into a pub, I really think that it, it's only fair that you allow... Other patrons of the boozer to smack your child if your child's out of control. I think that's entirely justified, and I I'm going to I'm going to start a change.org petition. Um, I'm going to write to Theresa May. I'm sure she'd be up for it. I mean, conservatives love a good love a good smack. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, what would be especially nice would be to strike the offending child so hard as to lift the offending child off the ground with such a force that it collided with the offending child's parents, um, thus causing them some physical pain as well, Um, that I'd really be in favour of. I think that'd be brilliant. And uh, I think that's something we can all get behind. Um, I think some sort of aggressive internet campaign might be the only option for that. The internet's down here is shit, and I'm trying to get some sort of live stream, sort of so I can check what's going on in the in the live stream. Oh, enough, give me grief though. Oh, enough, Give me grief. Um Jack Burt Hanbury, he says uh looks more like a moose knuckle. What does a moose knuckle look like? I mean that's presumably the camel toe pants. Right, yeah, alright, fair enough. Uh, Alexander Blake, if you bring a kid to a pub and the little shit starts acting up and making noises, I think the parents should get a whack. Okay, yeah, that's an interesting point, isn't it? Yeah, that maybe the law states that if you're in a boozer with your child and your child is causing a rumpus of some kind, um, that you basically offer yourself up for a kind of mutual combat situation whereby if another patron of the boozer takes objection to the this and decides to clout you one maybe you know they're not legally responsible for that you you should be legally responsible for your own safety um if you're going to bring your little cunt kids to the boozer i think that's fair enough that, that I'd, I'd go i'd go in for that I'd, I'd take that like you know if i decide if i you know decided to take my own children to the uh to the pub I, i'd be prepared for whatever violence should come my way if they were screaming their little heads off why not um rob green voice me to work pal no it's for pc only uh sadly and he also asked where's keith jobby keith jobby died at the end of series one um but there was some uh, someone recently sent me a picture from the inside of a toilet in canada um with a keith jobby quote in it saying don't flush the toilet mate um, which is very sinister and dark. Um, for anyone not lis- uh, anyone who's not heard season one, um, Keith Jobby was a Scottish toilet attendant that used to take satisfaction in watching members of the public go to the toilet and then inspecting their jobbies. Um He died, though. He he topped himself. Um, this is very sad. But then the ghost of Keith Jobby came back to haunt various people. Oh, it was good times, great times. Listen back, series, season one. I, I think that we, me and Jim... Are- are actually going to start an entire new season possibly next week possibly the week after the plan is to try and um to try and do better video content more like get more guests on really sort of jazz it up a little bit more um and try and go all the way, because we used to do sketches, we used to do all the sort of pre-recorded sketches, pre-recorded phone calls, all that sort of malarkey, um, and it was a lot of work to keep that up and to do that every week, but um we really want to get back into doing that, and then also doing some video content, and we want to have each each podcast to, you know, then have the video element of it so we can all get in and all get people can get in on the live chat as well. Uh, and then maybe if we actually make something that is of genuinely high quality and not just talking about Jim's bowel movements um, and that people are actually really liking it, maybe we'll put it up on Patreon so people can support it. And, uh, you know, if we, God knows, actually, you know, get some... Christ, if if people were actually prepared to contribute finances to it, God only knows the sort of madness we could spend that money on and uh, just toilet humour for days, basically. Well, it sounds, sounds good to me. Right, what else have we got up on... Um... Uh, here so smacking of children is a good idea i think we i think we're all the stock images in this are so funny like obviously that's been posed hasn't it she's not actually getting her bum smacked that's just a woman like with her hand on a child's bum and the child pretending to scream in pain um (laughs) look at this (laughs) offering up the palm to that poor cowering child Clearly, not even her own child. Oh no, look, Nestle, she's crying because she's had a smack. Oh, and look, there's a woman on a train with two boys fighting each other, being naughty bastard boys, and she's got her head in her hands. She's just like, God, I wish I could smack those little bastards. I wish I could smack their legs, and now they've made smacking illegal, and we're in public, so I can't even smack them behind closed doors. Oh, God, I wish I could smack them. Anyway, uh, Camel Tower is gone. Uh, What do we have here? Oh, yeah, look at this fucking cuck. Meet the guy who set up a website to find his ideal woman. Yeah, he's not creepy and weird at all. No way. Alan is looking for love. But he doesn't want just any girlfriend. He wants to find the ideal woman. Good luck, mate. Here he is. Aesthetics. It was like, as you scroll down here, like, it's like, okay, well, he... Looks a bit psycho y, but that's not the end of the world, is it? Oh, he's got a cravat and a thing, that's fine. And then, oh dear, oh, oh dear, relax fit stone wash denim jeans with a sort of what, teenage skater's belt on. Like, you know, those motherfuckers are boot cut as well. You know, they're boot cut, and you know, he's either got outsized white trainers. Or, like, some sort of loafer situation going on down there. Some sort of laceless loafers. It's a fucking disaster. Um, okay, let's... Uh, hold on, let me get that live chat up again. Ah, oh, these whiskey and they're just going down.
1: Mmm. Mmm. Mm, mm.
0: mm, mm. Oh, good God. Elliot Buckle, we've come a long way. We have, in a way, from series one. In a way. Um... So Alan has set up a website to find his ideal woman. He's a 37-year-old computer science grad. Okay, right. He's um, okay. Um, who says he's after uh, that? After facing certain substantial lifestyle changes, he is slowly trying to find my way out of the rat race, and I would like to find a partner who I can share the rest of my existence with. Okay, dokie. Alan tells Metro.co.uk. In my early thirties, after having some negative experiences in relationships and still not knowing what I wanted in life, I told myself to start from scratch, li- uh, listing the things I didn't want. So I drafted a short list, which I kept updating every year, or so, until, I beca- until it became an essay. Right? Okay. Um, and that essay forms the basis of what Alan is looking for in his ideal woman. Some of which is here. So here's Alan. In his, his, his he looks a bit pissed off. Fair enough. Alan is only human and as such wants a hot girlfriend. Right? Okay. Good luck, mate. Uh, although orientated to seek uh, for an inner beauty, I still can't detach myself from the terrestrial law of physical attraction, which is simply fatal, he says. God, he's a twat. I hate him already. Um, first things first, she should not be overweight and sh- uh, and should be respectful towards her body, at least trying to eat healthy and exercising sometimes. Fair enough. Someone who is preferably around my age, but not necessarily. Uh, I'd rule out more than a ten-year age gap. Yeah, all right, okay. I prefer classic outfits or '90s trends with high-waist pants, and I don't like, uh, and I don't particularly like super thin high heels. All right, okay, all right. But fear not, coffee, tobacco, coke fiends. He's okay with you dabbling, so long as you don't become a full-blown addict. <laughs> Communication, you've got to be fluent in English, but also you've got to be able to speak a second language. Okay, so that's going to rule out, what, 90% of the country? Okay, well, why not? Um, There's some good bits here. Um, To recap, uh, if this is you, Alan doesn't want you to contact him. So here's the things he absolutely doesn't want. Anyone who believes in God understandable but i really don't think that uh, you can't just rule people out like that i think you know th- that's at least a good thing to, have to discuss you know after you've got over you know having to discuss what horrendous clothes you're wearing alan at least the two of you can have a decent debate about religion anyone who wants kids right okay so you're in your early 30s and you're looking for a woman that doesn't want kids who doesn't want kids and can speak a second language right okay so that's ruled it that's got it down to probably about five women in the country uh doesn't want anyone who is too happy with their current life which implies that you should start asking yourself some serious questions how dare you be happy with your current life you fucking asshole how dare you you've got no chance with alan now no way alan is not going to be interested in you you stupid happy person uh anyone who can't run swim drive a car or ride a bike (sighs) Fucking hell. Um, Doesn't want anyone who doesn't want to venture to some uninhabited island together for a few months. Mm, Okay, so are you trying to start a cult or some sort of weird kibbutz, or are you just going to do something deeply unpleasant to them on an island? He doesn't want anyone who is into fashion or is career-focused. This is really weird, because if he doesn't want someone who wants kids but doesn't want someone that's career-focused... Like, what are you? What are you looking for? Like someone who's like really happy being on the doll, like but not and just sitting around all day doing nothing. That's ridiculous. Like if you like, I get. I I can imagine if you 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 really wanted uh, a nice uh, woman who would have and raise your children. Um, and so wasn't too career minded, just was really into the idea of having some kids like, you know, there's plenty of girls out there. That's really, you know, for anyone that's up for that sort of thing, that's lovely. But, but, but neither, no, you get not allowed any job. You're not allowed any kids and you better not be into fashion. Don't dress nice. Don't, you better be fit, but don't dress nice. he's out of his fucking mind. Right oh god look at him. This is Alan again. Great, brilliant. Look at those jeans. You know they're boot cut. You can't see the ankle but you just know they're boot cut. Oh Dyne fire, Alan, Dying fire. Um more incredible journalism from the Metro. Five guys quit masturbating for three months. Uh here's what they learned. I haven't read this yet. Who... Hey, it's no secrets, most gents bash the bishop on a startlingly regular basis. It's not startling, then, if it's not a secret. Forget motorsports, fishing, or golf. Jerking off is an unassailable all-time champion of male hobbies. Correct. Well done. Women do it as well. Plus, with the rise and spread of internet porn, masturbation has tightened its grip still further on the male psyche. Women as well. So enter the, enter the so-called no-fap movement. Fap being charmingly onomatopoeic slang for masturbating, an online network of guys who extol the alleged well-being benefits of self-pleasure hiatus. Uh, yeah, this is... I've heard about this. Even Tim Ferris was on about this. Um, so what actually are the benefits and what happens when guys follow through and lay off the d- dolphin flogging for a prolonged period of time? Metro chaired a round table discussion with five members of popular NoFap forum, all of whom have abstained for three months or more. Names have been altered at their request. Not suitable for work. Craig, Rob, Rick, Harry, Sean, respectively, 32, 37, 24, 19, and 30. Oh, this is a giant fucking conversation. I'm not reading all of this out. This is ridiculous. What do you, is there any takeaways at the bottom? <sighs> so what? So what at the end of all of this will you keep going forever why i'm proud of the fact that i've done it for three months at the very least i learned wanking as a habit like smoking and you're better off without it better off without it someone needs to copy read this motherfucker um uh, although there's probably nothing wrong with the odd crafty one rob i've noticed that hardcore no fappers those who say they haven't wanked in over a year come across like religious maniacs no shit like cutting down can help you focus or whatever. <laughs> uh but they talk about superpowers so much. I don't really want to be associated with them. What the fuck? Uh Okay, Harry, I want to keep going. It feels great to be in control. Like how much were these people wanking before? Like you 5 or 6 times a day or something. Like how going on like it's you know, you got all this. We got a lot of free time now. Like, who's out there doing it? With it taking more than like five or six minutes ago, just in bed before you go to sleep. Fucking hell. Same here. Even though my mates think I'm mad or lying. Yeah, no shit. You are mad, Rick. They're probably just jealous. Die, Rick, in a fire. Sean, I certainly never thought I could pull it off. Ha ha ha. Yes, that's that's very funny. God, people are absolutely mad. Okay, what have we got here? Man's Tinder gate, Tinder date gets stuck up in stuck upside down in window, trying to grab her own poo. A few things to unpack with this. First, is this actually is a real thing that's happened? What's brilliant is that the first reaction of the guy was to take pictures. That's hilarious. Um, so you the long and the short of this is it wouldn't flush and so she tried to lob it out of the window and then it was visible from the window and so she tried to climb out of the window and she got stuck in the window and had to get the fire brigade out Uh, and there's a pretty hilarious photo somewhere of the fire brigade oh it's not in this article but in a different on a different website i think maybe even on the bbc there was a uh, pretty decent photo of like all the fire brigade there getting her out (laughs) <laughs> I mean, uh, you've, just, you've got to laugh, haven't you? Why not? It's hilarious. Um, but it leads me on to an interesting, uh, an interesting thing. Of um, someone told me, a, I, I heard my first urban myth for a, such a long time um, back in the day, like before, before Facebook and before social media. They, they were. Ten a penny. There were ones about um, there was a good urban myth about a Down syndrome boy stealing a penguin. That was quite popular. Different variations of that. Um, There was uh, a good one about a guy who went back to a girl's house um, and was about to get it on. And was in the living room uh, and she went, oh, I'm just going to go to the toilet. And he was worried that he hadn't uh, given his cock a wash for a little while. Um, And so uh, quickly ran into the kitchen and gave it a wipe with a dishcloth, as you do. And then um, went back in and I started getting it on. And then she took his trousers off and went down to give him a blowjob. And there was a single baked bean in his pubes. And I had just slightly different variations of that story from loads of people, and it's always a friend of a friend of a friend. Oh, it was my cousin's housemate's mate, and it. And I, I heard one recently, which I will now relay to you. I've heard it from two separate people, um, slight variations, and it was both. Oh no, it's my friend's housemate's uh sister or something. so basically the story unfolds it's a tinder date and rather than going and meeting in public this guy tells a girl uh come round mine for lunch i'll cook you a nice lunch um and uh that's a little bit weird to start off with but okay we'll, we'll play along she goes round for lunch and everything seems sort of nice. Here, have a little drink, have a little bit of food um, or something. Um, and uh, then after a little while, um, she really needs a poo. And she goes, oh, I just um, can I use your toilet? And he goes, oh, uh, yes, but I, I have to go and clean it because um, uh, it's really dirty. Um Yes, sorry. Let me just go and clean it. And so he goes to clean the toilet, and he's there for ages. And this poo is building up and building up. And she's like, "Oh bloody hell! I can't, like, I can't hold on to this anymore. This is this is ridiculous." And he's been laying there for like half an hour, forty minutes or something. And uh, she can't hold on to it anymore. She poos herself, and then he comes out, and uh, she goes, "Oh look, there's just no disguising it. Like it's it's obvious what's happened." And um, she she has to say he's like oh no don't worry don't worry oh i'm um, yeah, sorry about all of that here look i'll um uh, give you like some tracky bottoms or some stuff like look we uh, you know go in and and you know and give me the other stuff i'll put it in the wash and um and so she goes and changes and stuff and then uh, there's some sort of situation i don't know how he's then got the underwear but then um she walks past and sees him like uh tugging one out over the pooey underwear uh and so does a runner um and apparently what's happened is that he's put laxatives into her drink or something and then the whole rigmarole in the toilet beforehand was to allow the time for them to sort of really take hold um, but it's obviously bollocks Um, but I've heard it from various different people all claiming it to have been, you know, a friend of a friend, but it's just nice to see that the urban myths back. Um, I think it'd be nice to start some, maybe me and Jim next week will just start our own urban myths. And then if we could all just sort of try and percolate them out into the ether and then see how long it takes for someone to relay it back to us, not knowing that we invented it, I think it might be a nice little test. Uh, but sticking with the subject... Phantom Pooher told woman who caught him, "Don't worry, love. I'll put it in your bin." Which is hilarious for a lot of reasons. Uh, There's a video here. Um, there he is. He's just having a little todd. Just getting his. Go uh... on, son. that's it. oh, squatting down. There you go. Good, good boy. Good boy. Oh, oh, now he's been, he's been rumbled. Oh, dear. Is there any sound on this? No. Shame. Damn shame. Uh, She's not happy. No, he's he's finished up. And, uh... He's got his own bog roll. He's having a wipe. Good lad. Yeah, always good to be clean, isn't it? Yeah. Jobs are good in there. He's Pretty pleased about that. Um... Yeah, and he's off. He's pulled his his trousers up, sort of, kind of. Go on, get him up, mate. That's it. And then she's out. That's really gross. It's, like, pooing is such a taboo, Yeah, it is literally the most natural thing in the whole world. Like, if you just went out and, like, pooed in a bush by the side of the road, like, someone would call the police. But, you know, what's... there's there's nothing more human than 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 taking a poo. Like if you went if you brought your own little like dog poo bag, and then you picked it up after and put it in a bin, and you brought your own, you know, toilet roll. What what's really what's wrong with that? If you weren't if it wasn't any sort of weird thing, you just got caught short. You just had a little little whoopsy. And uh, look, they've got some they've got some amazing photos of the woman whose driveway this guy pooed in, like. It's like, oh, there she is, she's got a hose pipe She's sort of spraying it clean She doesn't look happy She's doing it at arm's length Really arm's length To show that Oh, I don't want to get anywhere near it Oh, I don't want to get a bit poo You've got poo up your bum already Like, there's already poo inside you Like, it's not that bad and she, Oh, she's not happy She's meant to be 19 She looks about 50, Jesus That can't be What? Oh, now she's just sort of scowling at it, looking disapprovingly at the area. Peace, love, party. It not like very... Oh, now she's pointing at the area. She's very unhappy. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. My mum had to shovel it up and get rid of it. It was disgusting. No one should have to clean that up. Well, someone has to, otherwise it'll just live there forever until it biodegrades. Christ on a bike. Hey Side20s joined the live stream. Oh mate. Hey dun hey done, mate. You're mate. I done mine. Yeah, good mind. I do not Um what do we have left? Not much left. Um I think that's about it really. Uh, I've done the cultural appropriation. Um Done all bits and bobs. Um thanks for joining me on this uh slightly uh ramshackle um slightly shorter. The normal show. Jim's going to be back next week. um, And uh, it will be slightly better organised. I mean, what... God, there's some absolute... The Metro just... I know we say this every week, but I really thought that the Metro was like a legitimate news source. But, I mean, maybe the newspaper is. um, But particularly the sort of sex side of it is horrendous uh expecting women to ride or die is so boringly lame who's writing this stuff what's the nicest way to dump someone i don't know be honest with them do it by text message do it by getting one of those planes that writes in the sky that'd be a bit of fun wouldn't it or just completely ghost them Uh, i've been going out for like seven years or something and then just you know just block them on everything, and uh, run away. Tell them they're pretty as you as you close the brin lid. That's kind of a of great. Okay, right. Anyway, thanks for uh, thanks for listening, guys. I love you all. Uh, thank you, Elliot, Alex, Rob, Jack, Hamish, Crabman, in the chat. You're all wonderful. I love you. Thank you. Goodbye.